This is Garage Logic Podcast number 11, September 24th, 2018. I'm putting the date in just for Sanibel Jim, who often gets confused because he's my age. Uh, all of this today brought to you by Ace Fratelloni's Hardware Stores. No, let me put it this way. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. I was just at my Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Store yesterday. They didn't have what I needed, but that wasn't their fault. It was a very, a very rare light bulb. They said they'd get one for me if I wanted them to order one. We'll uh, start this podcast momentarily. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. You know, uh, this uh, Brett Kavanaugh controversy keeps getting more and more complicated, and I... I I found myself having deep thoughts on the Garage Logic service road of life. A new accuser has come forward. I'm uh, familiar with this. Uh, I'm not familiar with this accuser, but I'm with this news, yes. It's a piece in the New Yorker uh, written by Ronan Farrow and uh, Jane Meyer, Mayer. And it's, it's a really bad, bad piece of journalism. Uh, when I say reporting isn't what it used to be, uh, this takes the cake. Uh, there's no corroboration. Well, a woman named Debbie Ramirez is claiming that uh, Kavanaugh exposed himself to her at a, at a party at Yale. Huh. Uh, so what's that, 32, 33 years ago. Uh, and yet uh, she didn't know who this was for 35 years. Uh, then Kavanaugh was nominated. Then she met with a lawyer for six days to assess her memories. Then she accused Kavanaugh even though she still wasn't sure it was him. Not quite sure. All the witnesses deny it. Kavanaugh denies it. Other outlets passed on the story, but the New Yorker uh, went with it. And uh, Why would they go with, with so many holes? Because it's the hottest story in the country, and they think they're getting away with it. It's just dreadful, dreadful journalism. The story has been criticized for admitting a lawyer spent six days assessing Ramirez's memory, failing to confirm Kavanaugh actually attended the party, buying the fact that the New Yorker couldn't confirm the story with witnesses and relies on decades-old hearsay. Ronan Farrow, Jane Mayer, and the New Yorker ran with a story with where the accuser still today, right now, cannot say that the person she is accusing actually is the one who did what she is alleging. And that's crazy, according to New York Post columnist Carol Markowitz. Uh, well, of course it's crazy. All we want to do is create a little doubt, Joe. We don't need facts. The New Yorker piece is a terrible piece of journalism, and it really seems like Farrow and Mayer know what Markowitz wrote. I can't remember the last time I was this angry about something in politics. This is disgusting. Uh, here's what I want to know. Something much bigger is afoot here, uh, and it involves the mystery. It seems to me what we're, all, what we're witnessing here uh, culturally is an absolute inability to acknowledge, let me start over. Let's work from the premise that Kavanaugh was a, was a frisky high school and college student, right? Okay. Well, let's assume he was. He did go to that elite Academy. He, right. She only went to an all-girls right. school. Let's assume uh, that he uh, is guilty uh, of these indiscretions, right? Okay. At some point in his life, 32 years ago or whatever, 
maybe he said to himself, I got to straighten up here. This isn't going to serve me well. I, I want to be a lawyer. I want to, I want to work in the public sector. I, I, I want to be a good guy. There is no evidence of anything this guy's done along these lines since he graduated from college. None. Zero. If he was this bad of a guy, wouldn't he have uh, found numerous opportunities to sexually harass women uh, in his uh, role as a uh, you know, a la Harvey Weinstein lawyer and judge and whatever? I mean, think of the uh, think of the opportunities he might have had, and yet there is not a shred of evidence. So here's what I want to know. I guess I want to know it from the women of the world, uh, not the women of the world, the most activist wing of of feminism, which is really driving this. Uh, in fact. Uh, Who's the lawyer? I have that, too. Uh, Deborah Katz, the attorney hired by Christine Blasey Ford to represent her and her claim that Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh attacked her at a high school party 30 years ago as a longtime Democratic activist and donor. Katz has in the past defended men accused of sexual assault by multiple women, including uh, former President Bill Clinton and former U.S. Senator Al Franken. And she is part of the resist movement, the anti-President Donald Trump crowd. In an interview, uh, in an October 2017 interview posted on the National Women Law Center's website, Katz was asked about sexual misconduct cases uh, today in your practice, have you noticed an increase in these kinds of cases or complaints? What do you think? Uh, why do you think that is? Emily Martin, Vice President for Education and Workplace Justice, asked Katz in 2017. Uh, unfortunately, these cases do not go away in times of economic uncertainty. When people feel vulnerable, it is easy for them to blame other outside groups, including women, on and on and on and on. Why are women... No. Why, why is the feminist, why is the most strident feminist activist unwilling to concede that quite possibly this guy turned his life around? First of all, you have to believe he's guilty of these, these charges. And, and let's say he is. He, he quite obviously did something in his life to turn himself around. He, he came to the realization that, you know, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Right? <laughs> right? Right. Right? Groping women is no way to go through life, son. So he then has this remarkable career in which no evidence has ever been produced that he's continued this kind of behavior. And yet, apparently, the, the most strident activists are unwilling— to forgive that. They're unwilling to acknowledge that he has been a, uh, a real player in the, in the marketplace of ideas, that he has uh, done remarkable things. Uh, he's hired many women over the years. He's ruled for women in many cases. He's, uh, he's a, a, a good thinker. Uh, and apparently we're now willing to destroy that kind of, that kind of character that he built. We're, we're willing to destroy it strictly politically, strictly politically. It's now a, a, there's a political force out to ruin this guy over what are uh, claimed to be these allegedly uh, drunken incidents as a student, whether in high school or college. And <laughs> just th- grasping at straws. And the latest one, Ramirez, didn't know they can't put him in the room. 
He didn't know it was him for 32 years, but she meets with a lawyer for six days. And, oh, yeah, I think it was Kavanaugh. He gets out the watch. You're getting sleepy. You're you're, you're getting closer. (laughs) It begins with a B. Brett. Come on. Kavanaugh. That's it. That's who it was. You got it. Six days. Where is the... uh, I want to link this to Tiger Woods. Whoa. Well. Which part of Tiger's life? (laughs) Why was the world rooting for Tiger Woods? I know why. Go ahead. Give it a shot, Reeves. Well, the comeback. Everybody loves a great comeback story. Well, everybody loves reclamation. Everybody loves resurrection. Everyone loves uh, someone who's been at the top of the heap, then thrust to the bottom, and claws his way back up. Very humbly, if Tiger can be humble. A year ago at this time, he was 1,199th in the world. 16 months ago, he was in jail. He just won the Players' Championship. And and the television ratings were at an all-time high for a golf Sunday. 142% higher than they were last year, I think. Man. So so the world, the human spirit is capable of forgiveness because the human spirit is not confined to political allegiance. So human spirit is forgiving. Political, right, yeah. political, uh, political action is not is not forgiving. And the proof of this is there can't you can't not find one shred or word that Kavanaugh has behaved poorly uh, uh, in his adult ascendancy through the judiciary. Not one word. And believe me, we can certainly uh, suspect that people are digging thoroughly. So they come up with Ramirez, who either can or cannot remember. Uh, it either was him or it wasn't him. And the New Yorker runs with this. Uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm, a, I'm at a loss to understand why there is no, why we're willing, why those group of, that group of women, why they, I'm, what I'm struggling with is they are so heartless that they're willing to throw away what by all accounts is an extraordinarily good and fair career to all people. They're willing to throw that away to to make sure another white male doesn't ascend to the Supreme Court. I don't know what else I'm supposed to think because this has become a lot bigger than uh, this sexual uh, allegation right. of misconduct. Uh, I, there's more on this. We'll link this now to uh, Governor Dayton's latest proclamation. end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. You know what today is in Minnesota? Mm, Monday. Everybody crying because of the Vikings today? I'm not. <laughs> I, never, I didn't see any of the game. I didn't miss a shot of the golf tournament, but I didn't... Uh, what a great golf tournament. I wasn't aware that the Vikings were that bad. I Holy was, mackerel. I was there. Yeah. Um, I'd rather have a tooth pulled than be in there on a day like uh, yesterday. Well, so. but the nice thing, though, is you do still feel like you're kind of outside because of the glass. Mm-hmm. And, um, the Bills fans, um, 
They know how to party. Do they? They do. They travel well. Yeah, they do. They really? do. Um, you know what they do? They believe. There's a great shot. I got it, Rick. There was a great shot. <laughs> there was a great shot of the fans, the despondent oh. fans in the today's Pioneer Press. Half of them are looking at their phone. They didn't give a yeah. bleep, you know. But the loud chorus of boos kind of kind of put a damper on the Denny Green ceremony at oh, halftime. I oh, so. yeah. I never yeah. Really thought about that. Governor Mark Dayton has proclaimed today, Monday, September 24th, 2018, as He for She Day in the state of Minnesota. Huh? It's He for She Day. <laughs> the proclamation recognizes the continued need to advocate for equal rights for women and girls and aims to inspire people everywhere, including men and boys, to take action and become agents of change for gender, agents of change for gender equality. He for she invites people around the world to stand together as equal partners to craft a shared vision of a gender-equal society and implement specific, locally relevant solutions for the good of all humanity, reads uh, Governor uh, Dayton's proclamation. Gender equity is not a woman's issue, it's a human rights issue. UN Women, the United Nations entity dedicated to gender equity, launched He for She Solidarity, Solidarity for Gender Equality in 2014. I think this is our first He for She Day, though. I don't recall any uh, prior. The campaign is the first of its kind to invite people worldwide, including men and boys, to engage as equal partners in the achievement of gender equality. Since its creation, the He for She has inspired millions of online and offline conversations, commitments to gender equality, actions, and events around the world. Now, we're going to celebrate this. Hmm. In really? honor of not, uh, not this show. Oh. No, this is a Duluth double foghorn oh, as far okay. as I'm yeah, concerned. Right. In fact, you may issue a Duluth double foghorn. This is the biggest bunch of B as in B, S as in S I've ever heard, but it plays right in. Thank you. In honor of He for She Day, uh, the state of Minnesota, and in coordination with other major landmarks and buildings across the world, the Minnesota Department of Transportation will light in red only half of the Interstate 35W Bridge in Minneapolis uh, Monday night. Tonight, the half-lit structures are part of He for She's demonstration to honor the critical role women serve in our societies. We don't know that, apparently? I'm perfect. Wow. Why are we wasting time on this? The action will represent the power lost when the world excludes women, half of the world's population, from the conversation, the workplace, the home, or from society as a whole. What in the hell is this? <laughs> what is it? He what for the she? hell is this? She for he. It's he, he for it's she. he for she. Got it. It's see, it's he for she. The the impetus, uh, the the weight of this seems to be on the male to bring about this equality because males. What have I told you for t- ten years? Uh, four hundred one k. Yeah, I told you that too. <laughs> uh, you said that um, euphorians don't like people. Not a, no, Mysterians don't like people, but men are not wanted. Oh yeah, yeah, right. They're just not. They're just not wanted. And, I, and don't tell me that isn't part of this Kavanaugh contumely. This this guy again. You're willing to throw away his 32 years of excellent service for allegations that may or may not be true when he was a student in high school and, and a freshman at Yale. So where where is the uh, where is the equitable where is the equity there? Where is the belief there that people can lift themselves up from past behaviors? 
Where, where is the where is the equitable understanding and that he is deserving of much as much heartfelt understanding as any woman is? And, and they really don't need to bring. We do uh, recognize women. Everybody loves their mom, uh, wife, daughter. I mean, why are they? I don't know. And I think women are now making great strides. Somebody in the Star Tribune yesterday had an editorial. I can't remember her name. But she said uh, the Kavanaugh and Allison cases are completely different. Oh, and, that, and that, uh, you know, Kavanaugh is running for a lifetime position and Allison's only for a f- whatever the length oh, of the term so is. He's gonna, so he's going to retire so after that if so he wins. So it's all right with her that he's a, a, a could be allowed because uh, he, he's not going to serve as long as uh, – as, as Kavanaugh. Sure. So they have, she has a number. She's got a number in the sand and, where. And somehow she was able to write, uh, maybe she has her facts straight. I have no idea. Somehow she was able to write that Ellison was merely trying to get her out of the house because she was a bad guest and he, he uh, you know, gently pulled her off the bed or whatever. Oh. Because she wouldn't leave his, she wouldn't leave his house. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, we're supposed to look at uh, Keith with a completely different set of truths than we're supposed to look at Kavanaugh. So there's different levels. We're not going to destroy Keith, and, and maybe he's not. Maybe we shouldn't destroy Keith. We shouldn't be destroying. We people. don't know yet. But we're going to destroy Kavanaugh, based on these allegations where we don't have any proof, other than he said, she said, not and, he and, for and she. It's kind of it's kind of turning our judicial system upside down, isn't it? He is presumed guilty now until proven innocent. That's not the way we're supposed to work. No. You're supposed to be uh, innocent until proven guilty. And the burden is on uh, Ford, uh, and the burden is on Ramirez, who can't remember what the hell she's talking about. I really can't believe that got any um, any legs at all. That should have just been wiped off and saying, hey, you don't know what you're talking about. You had to sit with the lawyer for six days? Uh, he's uh, Kavanaugh has also denied this new accusation. Uh he branded the story reported by the New Yorker as part of a smear campaign by Democrats, a charge echoed by the White House. Uh, the fresh trouble for Kavanaugh emerged hours after arrangements were finally locked in for a Senate hearing on Thursday, at which the first accuser, Christine Blasey Ford, will allege that he sexually assaulted her when they were teenagers. Okay. The top Democrat on the Judiciary Committee, Dianne Feinstein, responded to the new allegation by calling on the Republican Committee Chairman, Senator Chuck Grassley, to order an immediate postponement of any further action on Kavanaugh's nomination. Oh. Her intervention is likely to focus extra scrutiny on the accusation reported by the New Yorker and to raise the stakes even further for Thursday's hearing at which Kavanaugh is expected to present a vehement defense, which now looms as crucial for his confirmation hopes. This is just incredible. We're, the, the, the Mysterians want to destroy this guy. Mysterians don't like people, so maybe Mysterians don't have it in their heart to be of a forgiving nature. But at some, at some point, isn't there a scale? Uh, isn't there going to tip? No, isn't there a scale where you, uh, on one side of the scale are his, his, his good work over 30 years, mm-hmm. and the other side of the scale are the allegations against him when he was uh, a teenager? Wouldn't the, the good works just win that weight contest? Or in the real world. But in the Euphorian's world, that's some heavy baggage on that other side. If they're conservative, if they're left-leaning, then no, it's not that heavy. It's not like a lump of, uh, of gold or lead. And the conversation is so damn difficult. 
uh, because many people who will listen to this will accuse me of misogynistic thinking. Yeah, I, then they're not informed because you're... you're it's just incredible. You should go on Twitter. <laughs> I should. <laughs> I, what I meant by that is it's it's already happened. Oh, you mean right now? No, I'm for, from previous conversations oh, yeah. well, and previous stir podcasts. Up, this will stir up the people again. But it's just it's unfortunate because that's that's the world we live in. And, and I'm just asking a very simple question. Uh, does do, do feminist activists have it in their soul to be forgiving of allegations which may be impossible to prove? Measured against a lifetime of good public service. And, and the answer we're getting is no, they don't. They don't have it in their soul. Who in the hell would want to go into public service? See you on that. Mm-hmm. Not that I would qualify anymore, but. Us, Johnny and I were talking before this show. You know, we've both been in bands. <laughs> can you imagine? Disqualified. Oh Give me the big God. red stamp. Well, I'm not and... saying I did anything wrong. I'm just saying, can you imagine what, what would come up? Tire story. Yeah. Oh. Ace all a tire. Yeah. He was a, <laughs> I was a thief. <laughs> it was. It was against the law that he could sing, so they turned his mic off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've got a, a uh, my oldest son wants to make a run for something, some type of office down the road. And I said, you know what? Don't put anything on Facebook. Don't do anything because it will be used against you. And you know what? Isn't that sad? You still have... Do you want a saint? Okay, you can't say this. Do you want a saint that's never done anything wrong? No, that's. I think that's. Then they haven't lived life. Then how come we love Tiger's victory? I don't, I, Everybody that that sea of humanity. The CP, and that last the hole, CP who doesn't pay any attention to sports whatsoever. Yes, was riveted to yeah, this golf tournament. Our family, we were putting some IKEA things. Riveted, we were to all it. watching that. I'll tell you what IKEA is. It's the work of the devil. Yeah, it is. Um, I, would, I would like to have seen you putting that together. McLaren oh and God. I put her dresser together. I left to go check on something. <laughs> I came course. back and my wife said, uh, "Hey, dummy, you uh, you put this piece on there. You have to dismantle everything." <laughs> I can and top start you. Over I can again. top you. Are I'm you gonna, serious? I'll, just a minute. I'll top that. Okay. Just a minute. Okay, I can top that. What can you top? First of all, there's a blanket rule in my house that uh, nothing from IKEA shall ever be brought to my house because I refuse to work on it. If you're going to bring something from IKEA to the house, you better have plans for somebody to put it together because I'm not touching it. Okay, and I'm I'm serious. I uh, I think I might adopt that as well. It's the work of the devil. So yesterday, I got to go to a kid's house, the house of a kid I used to have. Yep. Because she needed to move a crib from one room upstairs. The crib was Ikea. Wouldn't fit through the damn door. It was built in the bedroom. And now it had to come apart. Oh, no. (laughs) So you were fully completed, and it wouldn't go through the door. Yeah, top's mine. I needed a half inch, and I couldn't get it unless I took the damn thing apart. (laughs) So that took an hour to take this thing apart, and it gets hauled upstairs. 
And in the attempt to rebuild it, I said, I can't do this anymore. I'm, a, I'm having a nervous breakdown. Right. A bad waiter. So I went and watched a kid play baseball. Some other kid, I used to have kid. I said, I'm, gonna, I'm out of here. I'm, right. You're you a guys, bad you guys work guy. on this and let's see how good you are. So I came back in about 45 minutes. And sure enough, they pretty much had it. You know what I would call it? Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Got it. It was a few, you know, loose bolts and missing things. But, I, you know, I wasn't going to point that out because I'll be damned if I'm going to do that. I, I, well, I had to take two doors off their hinges yep. to get, okay, so I'm putting the doors back <laughs> oh, on. the frame? frame. Frame stayed up, the door frame? Uh, one, the, door, just... one door I could pop the uh, hinge pins out. Okay. And that was easy. The other door uh, couldn't get the hinge pins out, so I had to unscrew the hinges from the house and then oh, move geez. the door. And then... And then, uh, oh, that's never mind. You know, I found never, no, no, no IKEA stuff ever, ever, ever. Well, okay, ever. if you're going to be bold enough to do it, I've got a million dollar idea. Somebody should invent. You know, when you have these these um, screw lock-ins where you twist them yep. a quarter turn. Yep. Have you ever tried to get those out? No. After you've already put them in, you can't. You'd need a super magnet. You could not finesse. I could not finesse all fifteen thousand of them out. Joe, uh, how long of a process was this? Uh, an hour of my life. I'll never get back. Over under on uh, t- the number of times you used profanity. Well, I couldn't. There were little kids in there. Oh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. you gotta gotta keep it number clean. of times you chewed up your tongue going <laughs> rubble rubble rigum 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 rigum. He finally went out to his car, closed all the windows <laughs> like that Viking guy. <laughs> Son of a biscuit! I was sweating profusely. Oh. I mean, it was just well. It be, here, here's why it's so frustrating because you know you're going to screw up, and you is that I is that an O? I mean, I need that screw over there. That you're you're what so is the fearful. appeal? What is the appeal of IKEA's products? Is it price? Uh, yeah. Slim p- and price. once they're once they're put together, are they considered uh, very good quality products? Uh, I wouldn't say they're. Well, Ethan then what's Allen. their niche? Why, why are they successful? They they have sleek lines. They're no frills, and they're good for you know college rooms. Didn't we, didn't we used to have? Didn't we just recently have the obit of the founder within the last six months or so? That's hmm. ringing a bell. He was some guy that shuffled around over there and went to yard sales and. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he was a billionaire, he wore hand-me-down clothes and stuff. Yeah, it's ringing a bell that mm. the uh, the founder's uh, uh, obit was yeah. uh, January twenty seventh of this year. Yeah, Ingvar Kamprad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of a you know, kind of an I don't know, kind of a cheap guy. Yeah, well, he lived to be ninety one. Yeah, thrifty. Let's put it that way. Thrifty. I guess he was very thrifty. Thrifty. Yeah. Do you know how you know how weak the Debbie Ramirez story is? The uh, oh, one that we, New York is. Oh. The New York Times passed on it, and the New York Times uh, has part of their agenda is is to uh, eliminate Trump from this country. Small. They pa- they passed on it. That's small. a bit of a ray of hope. I was going to say that's a small. That's a little bit of a pushback. The New York Times wasn't as comfortable as Mayor Farrow in the New Yorker admitting it could not find anyone with firsthand knowledge of her claim. At least they looked, huh? The Times had interviewed dozens. A do- several dozen people over the past week in an attempt to corroborate her story, which can tell you how eager the Times would have been to run with it. Mm-hmm. They're desperate to, they would have loved to have it across the top of page one. But God bless them, they still clung to their editing choir. Yeah, that, that, you know what, that, because that, that's tough to resist. This is the biggest, like you said, news story, and the fact that they couldn't get a chunk of it. 
uh, they got to tip a cap to him. The Times had interviewed several dozen people over the past week in an attempt to corroborate her story. It could not. It could find no one with firsthand knowledge. Uh, the Times wrote in a story that followed the New Yorker report. Ms. Ramirez herself contacted former Yale classmates asking if they recalled the incident and told some of them she could not be certain Mr. Kavanaugh was the one who exposed himself. So it was too shaky for the New York Times, but the New Yorker uh, went with it. Uh, very telling, Fox News' Britt Hume wrote. Uh, pundit Steve Coates wrote that the sham story couldn't even meet the low standards of the Times. Despite all the criticism the stories received, Farrow and Mayer spent Monday morning defending their work with a variety of media appearances. Well, you know what? I'm going to tip my cap to the New York Times. You have to. Uh, even the Times couldn't go with it. Can you imagine how they struggled with that? What the, do you think, boss? Editor, what do you think? The Highland Villager wouldn't have gone with it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's that's pathetic. That's a that's a real eye opener for the American cons, uh, news consumer, isn't it? What does that do? Another for- reason, by the way, where when my New Yorker uh, uh, subscription expires, I'm I'm writing the uh, I'm firing off the angry letter. That should be your chief reason, I think. No, now. I'm going with the. Uh, the uh, first one was the uh, the guy who was complaining about the presence of Chick-fil-A in Manhattan. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty good one. And then this one. I might as well throw this one in, too. Yes. You're, they're going to stop getting my my $99 a year. I can't believe it's 99 bucks a year. Yeah. And there's some of it I'll miss, but, you know, not all of it. I have one other IKEA thing I'd like to throw at I, you. I wish you would, Jeff. Yeah, what do you got? <laughs> Research indicates there's something called the IKEA effect. Mm-hmm. Customers derive more satisfaction from products they build themselves. What do no, you think of that? Not me. Wow. No. That was part of, uh, according to the research, one of the reasons IKEA grew as a store, which I find hard to believe. Yeah, but when they're done putting it together, you talk like this. <laughs> do, you, do you remember one of the one of our failed million dollar ideas? Of course, by definition, they all have to fail. Right? Was uh, I? I dreamed up the idea. Man, uh, there should be somebody you call that specializes in putting together IKEA stuff. And Reaver yeah. said, uh, "How many do you want?" Yeah, they're right. all over the you know one eight hundred IKEA help. Yeah. Uh, and the the guy who put it together uh, for my uh, kid, I used to have. Uh, was in, in Nashville on business. Okay. And I volunteered to wire him funds for an airplane ticket <laughs> to come back here and, and put the thing back together again. I'm not kidding you. I, I find down. that I find that the sixth ring of hell. There's little in this one. I guess we can count IKEA out for the Garage Logic podcast. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> Can't have them all, can you? No, I would take everything. Yeah, back. I can't. I cave in a sure, heartbeat. Sure, you bet I would too. One of the, the the bolts, you know, it's a crib, so there's a there's an end board, and then two railings, and another end board. Yes, and a base that you put a mattress on, and to attach the end boards to the railings, you have these long screws you need a uh, Allen, Allen wrench for, and then there's little there's little plugs that capture that screw as it goes through the railing. There's a little plug. You, you insert that vertically, and then as the screw goes through the backboard into the railing, the screw is capturing that right. that fitting, that piece of hardware. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that one fell out of there about, I don't know, <laughs> 30 or 40 times on each one before I could get it to capture. Yeah, why didn't you Facebook Live that one? 
I don't do that. I know, but somebody in your home. I might want to run for public office. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been disqualified (laughs) just based on the attempt to see me try to put something together. Is that our buddy from North Dakota? That is. Randy. Randy. Yep. Just given up on his last name. Well, I, I actually had traded some emails with him and asked him to supply me with pronunciation, and he still hasn't. That nickname of his, he said he hadn't heard in a long time. So What was it again? Stooger was his nickname. Stooger. But that was 45 years ago. So The Stooge. <laughs> That's a cool name, the Stooger. Because nobody could pronounce his last. Right. You know, I shouldn't do an email segment every day, should I? No, I want feed. That's yes. Not, people love to be involved, and because they can't call in, let them be involved via email. First. So we figured it out. John Hyde in the Garage Logic newsroom above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Thank you, Joe. Uh, let's hit a couple sports notes because it was a it was a big Sunday. I think they'll even last until Tuesday, won't they? Yeah. Yeah. Tiger Woods, of course. Uh, wins the Tour Championship in Atlanta, his first victory since the Bridgestone Invitational in August 2013. That's 1,876 days. Uh, brings him to number 13 in the world. Of course, he's 42 years old. He's had four back surgeries. Uh, he returned to competition in December at number 1,199, so he's moved up the ladder. Again. You know what I kept thinking as I hmm. watched it yesterday? I, I didn't want this to happen, but I kept anticipating that at any moment he was going to clutch at his fused back. Just think of that. It's fused. Well, they were showing some of the clips of him, you know, going through that in previous years. My God, that must have been painful. What training did he put himself through to get back to this level? It's well, it's it's amazing. His putting was beyond the pale. When Patrick and I were out at the Ryder Cup two years ago, I remember looking at him going, he doesn't even look like the same person anymore. Right. I now... Uh, it's too early to make predictions about another major, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised if he wins the Masters. Certainly wouldn't be surprised. No, heavens no. Short week for the Vikings after they were dismantled by the Buffalo Bills yesterday, uh, and they play a really good team on Thursday, too. Uh-huh. Los Angeles Rams, that is a game out on the West Coast. All right, well, maybe if we're 17-point underdogs, we could beat these yeah. guys. That was an absolute butt-kicking yesterday. What? Right. It was just because they blitzed? No, here's here's your problem, Rook. What was the problem? You I... decided. I, this is 100% on Mike Zimmer, who I love as a coach. I think he's a good coach, but this is all on him. You can't rest guys because you're, that, you're sending the message that you're looking past the opponent. Well, who did he rest? Uh, Dalvin Cook. Why? Who's hamstring. coming back from a who's coming back from a significant knee injury last year? I get that, but and he had the hamstring issue, and then they didn't play Everson Griffin, who wasn't even at the game yesterday for. Personal reasons. I wonder what that is. <laughs> well, there's a lot of rumors Dumb. out there, yeah. but I don't, I don't know. I uh, was quite surprised I didn't get a chance to watch the football game. When I saw the score, I thought it was an error, of course. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. to look. Uh, to well, the Vikes sure. knew it was going to be 27 to zip at halftime. They knew. They just thought it was going to be the other <laughs> way. Is attendance down in the league? It certainly isn't here. No, God, the place was packed yeah. yesterday. Um, but, I don't know the answer to that, to be honest. But there seems to be a, a, a wing of the uh, news gatherers who uh, love to report every Monday uh, photos of empty seats. Well, yeah, so what? NFL. I don't think the league's uh, hurting for money, are they? No. No, I wouldn't think so, no. no. Uh, big uh, Timberwolves news over the weekend, of course, Jimmy Butler. Looks like he's headed out of town, destined to be traded. Uh, while that's all going on, the team over the weekend locked up its young star, 
Carl Anthony Towns signing his five-year, $190 million super maximum contract. Yesterday, uh, he had agreed to that deal with the Timberwolves late Saturday night. Does Butler have a beef with Towns? Allegedly, they don't get along uh, well. I I don't know. That's been rumored now for, I don't know. Because Butler thinks they're not as committed to winning as he is? Uh Then why would you give him $190 He's drama, Jimmy Butler. He's a good player, but this whole situation is the entire reason why I cannot stand the NBA. The league, uh, the NBA players do manage to manipulate themselves from team to team. Oh, yeah. Well, the the rumor was that um, Jimmy and... uh, Carl's ex-girlfriend were an item at, oh, at some point. Yikes. So uh, That's not good for team morale. Undefeated. <laughs> Undefeated. Uh, news notes, uh, adding a second daily passenger train between St. Paul's Union Depot and Chicago. I wonder what Pat thinks of this. Proposals that's been <laughs> talked about. Train. You know what? He was wandering the halls again today. I think <laughs> I he finally found his way back up here. I, I think am. he was here trapped all weekend. <laughs> I have a confession. Yeah. I hid. <laughs> I saw him. I hid. But he found me. Hey, how you doing? I have more forms. I am bored. <laughs> I walked in the back door and I saw Chris. I went, hey, and then I saw Pat. I went, oh, hey, fellas. <laughs> would this be nonstop, John? Uh, it would. Uh, they've talked about this for years, apparently. It would cost, though, $137 million to $169 million. To do what? Uh, well, to uh, get Take the it. project going. And nobody knows how to find Take that it. money at the moment. It's, uh, this all comes from a study provided to the Ramsey County Regional Railroad Authority by rail planners from MnDOT. Um, the reviews from the board were positive. Several commissioners called for the legislature to cough up some more money to get the project going. Now, this would follow the same path as Amtrak's Empire Builder long-distance train, which connects Chicago to Seattle or Portland through St. Paul, Red Wing, and Winona once a day in both directions. The idea involves adding another daily train in each direction between Chicago's Union Station and St. Paul, avoiding travel delays that are right now experienced by the Empire Builder. Previous study by Amtrak estimated 155,000 passengers would take advantage of that. Wonder annually. how long it would take. I can tell you that actually. Right. So later in the story, here. All right. study considers schedules that are roughly four to six hours apart from the Empire Builders. Under separate alternatives, eastbound trains would leave St. Paul at 11:47 a.m. or 12:45 p.m. Get there at 7.14 p.m. or 8.12 p.m. So what are we talking? Seven and a half hours, basically. Well, well I can drive it shorter was time just, than that. Exactly. Uh-huh. Well, what's, so what's the convenience? What's the point? Uh, uh, trains would operate at a maximum speed of 79 miles an hour. Well, then it shouldn't take seven hours. You are fraternizing the club car. They have to stop at every petticoat junction I can see it Probably. takes seven hours. Not mm-hmm. now. If you go nonstop, it shouldn't take seven hours. Yeah. I want to get there fast. Apparently, the Empire Builder, here's the problem. Uh, it's supposed to leave St. Paul for Chicago at 8 a.m. every day. Yeah. Uh, it's usually right, uh, late because freight rail operators get in the way. They have to stop the train. Because all the riders come really late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> President Trump says a second summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un is likely to take place, in his words, quite soon. Speaking at the United Nations, Trump says the relationship with the country, whose leader he branded last year as Little Rocket Man, is much improved. However, CIA director said this morning the North Korean leader will not give up his nuclear weapons easily, seeing them as crucial leverage to preserve the government there. In some rare public remarks, Gina Haspel, the director of the Central Intelligence Agency, said North Korea has spent decades building its weapons program, noted the government in Pyongyang had said it was essential to their region's survival. 
Uh, in the past, uh, well, I guess it doesn't matter. It's sort of breaking news, but since this is a podcast, sure. we'll just let you know that apparently now Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein and President Trump will meet on Thursday. Oh, not meeting today? Nope. I they were going to meet today to fire him. The news followed word that Rosenstein was headed to the White House today, expecting to be fired by the president. Uh, ABC News also reporting Rosenstein was expecting to be fired. Trump himself was in New York this morning for that meeting of the U.N. General Assembly. So now Rosenstein and the president will meet on Thursday. Authorities appear to have solved what looked like a big mystery over the weekend. A suspect is in Otter Tail County uh, in Otter Tail County homicide is in custody. 25-year-old Jordan Dahlman was arrested Friday in connection with the death of Dylan Butler. Dahlman was arrested after he notified the sheriff's office of a, quote, incident in his home that resulted in the death of a person. On Saturday, sheriff's detectives and special agents from uh, the State Bureau of Criminal Investigation found Butler's body buried on Dahlman's property nine miles north of Pelican Rapids. Authorities say Butler had been living with Dahlman since May, previously had lived in Oklahoma and Colorado. Dahlman facing charges of third-degree murder and interference with a dead body at the scene of a death. Mm. That's where the big pelican is, you know. Mm-hmm. You guys made fun of me for bringing that up. You're right? a nerd. <laughs> it's cool. An Indonesian teenager. Big pelicans are Big cool. pelican. It's cool. I don't think they're ever cool. Right in the middle of town. That's my radio nickname, isn't mm-hmm. it? The, pel- oh, that's the, right, pelican. the pelican. Yeah. Yeah. An Indonesian teenager who survived 49 days adrift at sea after the wooden fish trap he was employed to mine slipped its moorings. Says he ran out of food within a week and survived on fish and seawater that he squeezed out of his clothing. Aldi Novel Adelang. Wouldn't it still be salt water? Well, I, thank you. I was kind of curious about that yeah, myself. It's not much of a filter. You're yeah. not really supposed to drink salt water, are you? No. Uh-huh. Aldi Novel Adelang told the Associated Press that he turned on a lamp every time he sighted another ship. Can't remember how many ships passed by unaware of his ordeal. The Indonesian consulate in Osaka, Japan, said the 18-year-old was rescued finally by a Panamanian-flagged vessel off of Guam August 31st. About 1,200 miles from his original location. He was employed since the age of 16 in one of the world's loneliest jobs, a lamplighter on a rompong. A lamplighter. It's a useful profession, according to Le Petit Prince. A rompong is a wooden raft with a hut on top that's lit at night to attract fish. I didn't know fish were attracted to lights. I did not either. The uh, ship or boat, I guess we wouldn't call it a ship. It's uh, pretty ding-ding. Pretty ding-ding. Would be moored about 78 miles off the coast of North Sulawesi. The coastline not visible from the fishing rafts and numerous rompong are miles <laughs> apart, said Adelang's mother, Net Kahaking. Supplies include food and fuel for a generator, but uh, only about a week's worth. The minders earn 130 bucks a month. Communicate with fishing boats by handheld radio. Adelang, who's the youngest son of four siblings, said he no longer wants to work on a rom There's worse jobs than that, though. Yeah. There, uh, what about these guys in India who have to go down and clean out the sewers oh, by hand? Nope. Uh, I, would, uh, I would study in school. I would, that alone would be incentive to, you know, stick it out in school. And We should talk to one of those guys sometime. <laughs> oh, I would imagine there's probably— You think s- they've got stories to tell? Oh, my God, what would be in those, uh, <laughs> yeah, those yeah, sewers? Yeah. Plus the smell? I bet we could find one. Well, I can. Well, I'm sure there's. Let's somewhere. do it over the phone. 
Well, no. Let's yeah. No, let's not Chris. bring him in. Let's, let's not bring him in. Let's fly him in here. Let's not bring him into uh, the studio. No. I'd you like know? to talk to one. See if you can uh, track that down for maybe later in the week. We'll see what I can do. Yeah. I'm not really sure who I call. Is there a phone booth that rings? Pages. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean sewer. like a Fourth and Main. You know, <laughs> now. right outside of the sewer. <laughs> oh. Okay. Have you got more to come here, bro? Yeah, I'm gonna do your email segment. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. That's something to look forward to. GarageLogic.com. Check out the podcast. Wherever you find your favorite podcast on Apple iTunes Podcast One. And don't forget to rate it. Download it each and every day. We're relying on you, Garage Logicians, to keep us moving. Podcast Garage Logic. We'll be back for more 